At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Charles Barkley in a pickup game. We'll take Barkley. Ha! First pick. Sorry, kids. Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? Okay, here's the plan. Pass me the ball every time. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, Psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to the Connecting with Coincidence radio show with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, bringing together the world's synchronicity experts to help you use meaningful coincidences to develop spiritually, psychologically, and practically. For more information, put Connecting with Coincidence into your web browser to find the book, website, Psychology Today blog, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. And now, here is the host of the Connecting with Coincidence radio show, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Yes, yes, and yes. Welcome to CC with BB. I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, and I have a question for you. Uh, 
and for me really too, how, how do human beings register the thoughts and feelings of another being when they are not visually or orally or technologically connected? In other words, how does telepathy and simulpathy work? In dealing with what science can currently measure, quantum entanglement represents a compelling analog. Morphic fields also holds a promising image. We talked with Rupert Sheldrake about that a few, time, a few weeks ago. Both entanglement and morphic fields rely on a history of the two entities having been deeply involved with each other. Entanglement spurs a visual image of, the th of threads wrapped around each other in ways that are difficult to separate. That is, the threads are hard to disentangle. Entangled quantum particles, usually photons, have interacted in such a way that the final states of the two particles depend on each other. Each quantum particle has several characteristics, spin and angular momentum being two of them. Spin can be positive or negative. If one particle has a negative spin, the other has a positive spin. As one particle switches spin valence, the other immediately switches to the opposite. There is no cause leading to an effect. The responses are instantaneous no matter what the distance. Entanglement, consciousness, and Carl Jung are a central part of our discussion today with Diogo Ponte, who was born in Barcelos, in Barcelos, Portugal. He is a clinical psychologist since 2007, neuropsychologist since 2011, has a master's degree in consciousness and transpersonal psychology, and is completing a master's degree in organizational management. His professional core is to manage the Portuguese National Stroke Association, where he is the general director. But his academic and personal daemon is in religion and spirituality. With profound devotion to Jungian studies and the history of religious ideas, he has worked with Lothar Schaefer, a quantum chemist and distinguished professor of chemistry at the University of Arkansas. With him, with Lothar, Diogo has published several papers and the one that spurred my interest in talking with him today is the one entitled Gustav, Carl Gustav Jung, Quantum Physics and the Spiritual Mind, A Mystical Vision of the 21st Century. What a title and what a paper. Welcome to the show, Diogo. Hello, thank you. Thank you for the invitation, Bernie. Thank you. I'm very glad you could, you could join us. Uh, how did you get interested in putting together Jung and quantum physics? Well, Bernie, that's a long story, but um, well, you could you could start with uh, with uh, the coincidence that you told me about. Oh yes, um, it was a, a big coincidence that that uh, initiate all the interesting uh, work that I made with, with Lothar Schaefer. Uh, in 2001, I developed the organization of uh, an international symposium here in Porto, Portugal. Uh, it was planned that I, I had to be the host and guide for two, for two people. Mathieu Ricard, who was the French Buddhist monk and French translator of Dalai Lama, and Brian O'Leary, 
a NASA astronaut who was involved in Mars project and had became had become a strong new science activist. For last minute problems, I have also uh, have also have to be in charge of picking up another invited lecturer. It was Lothar, Lothar Schaffer, that was coming from Arkansas and whom uh, I didn't have any idea who, who he was. Because of that, I couldn't spend the time I wished with the two lecturers that I was assigned to be responsible and from whom I had a lot of expectations. I was somehow a little bit upset and disappointed in a way. In fact, I was a little bit cold and distant uh, in the first 10 minutes with Lothar Schaeffer. He was a friendly and nice person, very educated, very modest, but some sort of empathy changed my procession along the time. And one hour later, another organizer, organizer of the symposium came and replaced me. Uh, and replaced me uh, with Lothar. Meanwhile, I had erased completely this person from my memory, and I never thought in him later. And then, year, and, and Lothar was just put together with you uh, when you weren't expecting it, because you had these other two very, very interesting people that you knew about that yeah. you were supposed to do something with. So you were a little bothered by the fact that you were put together with him, but it got to be all right. And, and then what happened? Yeah, yeah. And then one year later, uh, a Portuguese book publisher uh, phoned me saying that he had a visiting guest uh, who, who the publisher was keen to publish his book here in Portugal, and that he wanted me to, to meet with them. Uh, because like me, uh, that visitor had the same hobby. He was an intense Romanesque art church passionate. That's, had, that's not, every, not, not everybody is interested in Romanesque no. art church. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Few people are. That's, that that American person had that, that hobby. Yeah, he, he visited since the late sixties, I think. Yeah, late sixties, all over Europe, many Romanesque uh, medieval stone churches, because of the symbols and the the allegories that stonemasons have carved in those stones. So the publisher was excited to bring me this American quantum scientist with a unique passion, which I was known, uh, that passion was known by my friends. Well, when we met, both Lothar and I became completely astonished by, by this wonderful coincidence. And for the fact that we had already encountered, encountered one year before and never imagined that the, we, we share that passion. Since that, we would become overwhelming friends and work hard. Our families got together, and Lothar made 10 years of journeys between Arkansas and Portugal to, to write, to make lectures with me, and to visit Romanesque churches, and to, uh, and to gather quantum physics with the Jungian psychology. That was yeah, that, the that's that 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 kind of coincidence. Uh, just even if you had met at the publishers and you shared the Romanesque 
uh, interest, uh, mm-hmm. but but that you had met before, kind of uh, unwillingly. Yeah. Um, and so you recognized each other, and that 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 hit a lot of emotion in each of you. And that kind of coincidence makes a connection between two people that. Uh, it's not necessarily um, to be built upon, but the two of you did because somehow you also found out, probably because you both were at this at that conference earlier, the mm-hmm. year before, that you mm-hmm. had an interest in the new science. Um, yeah. And then that's still not enough. Um, uh, something else seemed to have happened that made it so that you and he could write such a, a large paper um, connecting Jung and quantum physics. Yes, uh, I think I understood your, your point. Yes. Um, uh, we share a lot of... Um, of things, a lot of views, a lot of has because Lotter Lotter is um, was born in in Germany, uh, and Lotter went to United States at um, I think in 71, 72. Um, but all his life, all his life was dedicated to coming to Europe to visit Romanesque churches, and he, he told me at the first encounter that. He didn't know, didn't knew uh, what was the force that was driving him to Romanesque church because he watched those symbols, those allegories, and he didn't understand anything. Lotter, uh, Lotter was uh, passionate of the aesthetics of those churches, but he is not a Catholic uh, practitioner. He is not a religious person. Uh, somehow the universe was always driving Lotter for, for those places because those places transmitted Lotter a lot of peace. And a lot, he told uh, me, transmitted a lot of what? Peace. Uh, peaceful. is a peaceful place. Uh, peace, I'm sorry. Peace. Peace. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and there was something about, uh, and we're coming to the end of this of this segment. There's something about the symbols and allegories uh, of the stonemasons uh, that also drew him, and probably trying to figure out what they meant. And perhaps that had something to do with uh, your collaboration too. But we've yeah. come to the, we've come to the end of this segment. You're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Patty Conklin grew up in Brooktondale, New York with a unique ability. Unlike others, she could see how the vibration of words and emotions affected the physical body. She discovered how to release stored emotion and facilitate healing. This began today's Conklin method of cellular cleansing. The private practice grew with tremendous results, as did her reputation. More and more people sought her out, bringing her into the home for healing. She soon realized she could even teach this to others, and they could shift perception and thus prevent illness from occurring. Patty Conklin quickly became a frequent keynote speaker, and she developed a curriculum for teaching the Conklin method of cellular cleansing. For more information, visit pattyconklin.com. 
P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N, pattyconklin.com, or call 404-474-0086. That's 404-474-0086. Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. President of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. to CC with BB. Yes, I am your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, and we are talking with Diogo Ponte, a neuropsychologist in Portugal uh, who has written a paper with his, with his friend Lothar about connecting quantum physics with the mystical thinking of Carl Gustav Jung. Now, you, you and Lothar got together and saw that you had this over these overlapping interests, I imagine that some of what you knew helped him understand what he was trying to do, and he did something for you with quantum physics that uh, I'd like to know about too. But if you were to say what you learned from your collaboration with Lothar and what this paper is trying to say to uh, to anybody who wants to listen, what would that be? What what are the messages you you got from? from putting together Jung and quantum mechanics? I will be synthetic, uh, Bernie. Uh, The first premise that Lothar and I got up to it was that psychology is the physics of the mind. Good. uh, And quantum physics is the psychology of the universe. That was the main pillar of our overlapping uh, work. When you say psych, let's let's elaborate on that. Uh, mm-hmm. Physics, that, like psychology, is the physics of the mind. That's your part. 
What does that mean? Well, psychology is the physics of the mind. Well, it's that psychology is interesting to study the, the, the behavior, the inside, the non-physical uh, behavior of the, the human mind, of the humankind. So, uh, psychology is interested to study and, how can I say, um, uh, it lacks the word, <laughs> um, prevents, psychology is trying to prevent the, 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 the behavior. Uh, that is physics of mind is because psychology is the psych the psychic uh, layer is still physical. And so Lothar uh, came with quantum physics, uh, with, uh, with the notion that uh, the quantum phys physics is also a layer of reality and of physical reality. Uh, and the, the gathering of these two worlds uh, can come to the point that the quantum physics is the psychology of the universe. I can't elaborate too much about this because if I elaborate, I must entering, I must enter in the, 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 the phenomena of quantum physics. Well, that's, uh, we might have to talk about some of that, but uh, one of the things you just said is that the psyche is physical. Uh, one, of, one of the most pressing problems for uh, any of us thinking about how things work in the world, um, particularly the relationship of mind, thought, and physical reality, is how does mind communicate with brain? How does thought, how, does, how do thoughts and brain relate to each other? And when you say the psyche is physical, you're suggesting something that is a partial step in the direction that I am most interested in, is that the, the, is how do we get from ideas or qualia, as, uh, uh, which are f a name for feelings, how do we get from qualia, which are more mental um, constructs, more mental ideas, to the brain? What is the relationship with brain and mind? And when you say psyche is physical, that suggests some kind of relationship between mind and brain to me. Yes, when I say uh, psyche is physical, I must uh, relate that uh, with the notion that uh, the, the, all reality is um, the non-material reality is still material. Uh, at the foundation of the visible world, we find entities which always appear to us as elementary things. And when we interact with them, uh, they, they come to us as thoughts. Thoughts are not visible, but ca they can interact with the material world. So... Um, without any kind of prejudice, uh, the brain is like a mediator between the non-empirical reality and the empirical reality. Yeah. So psyche, psyche is still is a, also a mediator between material and the non-material reality. And that is the phenomenon that quantum physicists force us to conclude. 
that reality appears to us in those two domains. There is the domain of the empirical, energetic and material thing, the realm of uh, the actuality of the visible phenomena. However, in addiction, behind the visible surface of things is a hidden, invisible and non-empirical domain that doesn't consist of things, but of non-material and non-empirical forms. Uh, that is the realm of the potentiality of the universe. You, you could think that the visible world is something like the consciousness of the universe, while the hidden part is it's unconscious. So the brain is mediating thoughts and material, and brain is interacting with those two domains. And what is the substance of the brain that allows for that interaction between the non-material and the brain? Well, that is a good question. <laughs> that is a good question. We, Lothar and I, we didn't dive. Uh, uh, when we wrote to Zygon Journal, we, we didn't think about uh, uh, that physical aspect. What, what is the threshold, I think it is the word in English, that... Uh, let me check um, that that shoots that um, that shoots um, to the. Um, how can I how can I explain? Well, let, let me let, let me try to say it. What I think you might be talking about. Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I use the word membrane. Uh, that there's a Mem membrane between mind and brain, uh, a membrane that is permeable, uh, variably permeable that uh, allows thoughts to get into the brain and okay. allows and, and this membrane may be related to the default mode network of the brain okay. maybe or something mm -hmm. like it um, and that default mode network uh, acts like uh, the the kind of filter that other people use that phrase and fra phrases like it to, mm -hmm. to help thoughts get into the brain and mm -hmm. the brain must be in a certain state for thoughts to be able to get into it but let, let's let's this is such an important question and hard to answer and I wanted to be able to touch on it with you and have our audience realize how difficult the problem is but I think quantum physics might be getting us in a direction that allows us to answer the relationship between the materiality of the brain and the non-materiality or apparent non-materiality of thoughts mm -hmm. but if we if we go to some of the questions that uh, you suggested um, how how might coincidences, particularly like the one you had with Lothar, how, how might how how is that related to quantum physics? Do you think? Well, I think that coincidences are landmark events. That um, they are doors to this quantum world, uh -huh. to this layer of reality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it is enough to say this. They well, are go ahead. They're doors. Uh, they are doors, exactly. They are doors. They they are events that remember us the the path that we have to do in life, um, to evolve, to evolve our sense of consciousness, to evolve our virtues, to evolve to a, a state where we are getting uh, nearby the the wholeness. I think that's. If someone described that wholeness as God, for me this is okay. 
but somehow uh, these uh, events, uh, deja vu, coincidence, serendipity, or whatever, they are all always doors to remembering us what we are being today. Is an ontological question, not a, a physical, material question. They they are doors, and they they. They're not all doors. That's one of the one of the things that I'm writing about. Some of them are uh, delusional. Some of them are are irrelevant. Some of them are just uh, scraps of interest. But certain ones, like the one with 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 you and Lothar, mm-hmm. are 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 evolving for each of you. Where each of you mm-hmm. bring together you the psychological and he the quantum uh, chemistry thinking. So mm-hmm. that each of you were able to find each other, and mm-hmm. through this wonderful coincidence of yours, to allow each of you not only to evolve psycho spiritually, mm-hmm. but also to be able to have a wonderful good friend who could yeah. be p- almost a, a, a family member. So your yeah. families got together uh, a lot. So mm-hmm. it was such a rich coincidence. And we don't have them uh, all, that often. Uh, these are the no. ones that help with, uh, with the evolution. And that what, one of the questions I'm going to ask you in our next segment, because we're, we're, we're getting to the end of this, is still how did you and Lothar know to be able to pursue this relationship with each other? That, that's my question for our next segment. You're, you're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, and this is the Exxon Broadcast Network, and our guest is Diogo Ponte. audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com, or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. 
All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com, P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404-474-0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 404-474-0086. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back to CC with BB. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We are talking with Diogo Ponte, and I've raised a question. Lothar has done a fantastic paper. I mean, Diogo has done a fantastic paper with his friend Lothar, and uh, they met through a a remarkable coincidence involving a a low-probability event interested, interested in Romanesque church art. Uh, that they both had a passion for. Um, and then they met again, and uh, under strange, under the art circumstances through a publisher. How did you know, how did you f- discover that the two of you needed, wanted, could, should work together? Well, it's an open question. Uh, I think that both of me and Lothar were trying to 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 have answers, and so uh, we have the same questions. <laughs> ah, you have the same questions, and that's a good one. <laughs> and, and, and if if it's the same question I have, is this what is the nature of reality? Is my question. Oh, la la, Bernie. <laughs> the nature of reality, I'm sure. The nature of the nature of reality is spiritual, and the nature of reality is non-empirical. It's non-material. Uh, reality. I think that the non-empirical realm of reality doesn't consist of things, but of forms, of archetypes. Um, these forms are real, even thought they are invisible, because they have the potential to appear in the empirical world and act in it, act in it. So they are coherent, coherent. Yeah, well, there, well, for, our audience, for our audience, for our audience, would you please talk about what an archety- what archetypes are and how important they are to the way you think? 
archetypes are patterns of behavior, are patterns of events, are models of, uh, of behavior, of situations. Uh, and I have a perennial rib that tells, tells me that uh, archetypes are appearing everything in the world, in our thoughts, in our situations, but under uh, different um, clothes. So archetypes uh, in, the, in the last uh, meaningful uh, explanation, archetypes are equal uh, uh, for every person, religion, uh, uh, country, uh, the archetypes drive our behavior, drive our options, and drives uh, our own um, evolution. One of the uh, one of the characteristics I've seen in descriptions of archetypes um, mm -hmm. is they tend to be mostly positive: uh, father, mother, king, um, money. Um, yeah. well, Money yeah. can go a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, uh, that uh, the self, um, and, and uh, besides the shadow, which is uh, the, the hidden parts of each of us that uh, are often negative. For mm -hmm. the most part, uh, from what I saw from from Jung and others, archetypes have a positive sense to them. Um, but I, I'm, and love is one of the most important uh, archetypes around. It comes in lots of different forms. But I wonder, would you comment on the presence of hate as an archetype? Of course. Uh, there is a French philosopher, René Girard, that wrote an, an interesting book about violence and the sacred. And uh -huh. René Girard tells us that, uh, with a, a very elaborated study, uh, that violence and the negative archetype is the instinct, the prior instinct that develops in, in humankind. And it is the main archetype that drives social uh, communities. We see this often. Even today, we are seeing wars being initiated, and it is the, the, the archetype, the negative archetype. But like trauma, the negative uh, archetypes are essential for our evolution. Why? Otherwise, you are uh, repressing the, um, uh, those negative uh, instincts. That's why I think that the, the, the evolution of mankind has to surpass um, the, the, the lower instincts. And they have, the, 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 the evolution of mankind has to, to surpass or to pass, um, to, pass to, to another level of consciousness, consciousness where virtues, where uh, love, where all the eternal and perennial values have to be uh, turned in uh, consciousness, have to be materialized. 
Jung. So, you know, when you say this, it, it makes me wonder where mm -hmm. do the archetypes come from? Because the violence uh, is violence is um, intended to help uh, individuate uh, individuals and mm -hmm. society and societies. Um, so, uh, the the teleological notions of Jungian thought mm -hmm. uh, is that we're, we are driven not so much by the past, but towards the future, f mm -hmm. f evolving towards where we would need to be, as you so nicely described. But that made me, for the first time, wonder the, about the origin of archetypes. Where, where does this violence come from, just to start with it? Well, we need to bring order to chaos. So uh, those negative archetypes come from the same place where uh, uh, the positive archetypes come. They come from a non-empirical reality, for sure. Uh, Lothar was a, a passionate of Teilhard Chardin. He had made lectures in Vatican, and he was not a religious person. And every time, the first meeting that I had with him, he, uh, I, I, I was speaking with him about that celebrate, um, about that famous uh, phrase of Teilhard Chardin, who, who said that we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. So that spiritual domain uh, has the, the good and the bad, the, the positive and the negative. It's when it's like Shakespeare. Shakespeare, I think, he, he tells in Othello or something that it, there is in that unseen region of thought uh, there is not good or evil. Our behavior behavior uh, uh, turns good into evil or evil into good. So the the source uh, is the same. And what are some other examples of negative archetypes? Well, there are so many, uh, Bernie, so many bad archetypes. I think <laughs> three, the, the, the three main ones are prejudice, tyranny, and ignorance. Those are the three great battles that humankind has to deal with. Because those three negative uh, archetypes are inside the individual, but they are inside also the social, the, the communities. The, um, and so if you were to me to de define which are the bad or the negative archetypes, I would choose those three ones. Because those three, those three ones are the source of all the evil in the world. And and when you say they exist in the individual and in the communities, when we think of archetypes, we, I think of them, at least from a Jungian perspective, as existing in the unus mundus, outside of the individual, outside of the group, as well as in both of them. Yeah, yeah, yes, completely. That's why I say that in the beginning, psyche is material, because... <laughs> Psyche and matter are two uh, sides of the same coin. They are entangled. They are. They they have that synergy. They are one. We are one. 
That's why we, in our paper, Lothar and Y, we, in Lothar and I, we, we, we quote a lot of uh, uh, 19th century uh, idealists like Hegel that, that thought about the, the absolute spirit as the prime structure of the universe. Everything that exists is the actualization of spirits. And everything is connected with it. Spirit is everything, creates everything. Uh, and thinking and being subject and object, the real and the ideal, the human and the divine, all are one. Thus, Hegel concluded, and that was our main point, that our thinking is the thinking of the cosmic spirit, who is thinking in us. <laughs> Our thoughts are the thoughts of the greater consciousness, is what you're saying. Too. Absolutely, absolutely. Inclusively, and, we, we made the, um, a point with the, the, the Indian sages that invented that allegory of the water pots, a water pot. Well, let's, we have to hold on to that okay. uh, Indian thing because we come to the end of this segment. Um, you, you're listening to Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, and our guest is Diogo Ponte. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. 
Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you wanna be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Welcome back. Welcome back to CC with BB. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. We are talking with Diogo Ponte, and you were t- you were describing um, something about uh, an an Indian uh, philosopher, or uh, that uh, at the end of our last segment, as we were talking about this great statement from uh, Talar de Chardin of uh, there that we are not human beings. Um, uh, we are spiritual beings having a human experience, not human beings having a spiritual experience. Um, so please tell us about that uh, the Indian person you were starting to talk about at the end. It's short. The Indian sages uh, invented the allegory of the water pots, which are filled with water and placed into the sun. You can see the sun in each one of them, but there is only one sun. Similarly, you can find consciousness in countless human minds. But there is only one consciousness, the cosmic consciousness. So this allegory can materialize absolutely the, 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 the ideas that Lothar and I uh, wanted to, to share with everyone. Yeah, that, that, that there's something that's all the same, that we are yeah. part of the same, that our minds and our consciousness are part of the same. And being able to get to that, um, 
to experience that is what we're all trying to be able to do, which is remembering that we're spiritual beings by having these human experiences. It's sometimes I think it's like a, a playground or like a, an amusement park. Uh, Earth mm -hmm. can be, uh, but it's also very painful. There's a lot of bad stuff that happens to individuals, and not all of it looks like it's going to help with spiritual development. But yeah. It depends on how you look at it, too, that if you can take a bad experience and say, I've got something to learn from this and see what that is, I think it's a much better way of living life than having to, to say, no, this is a terrible thing and uh, God doesn't care about me and I've got to just retreat into my shell. Well, let, let me ask one more qu one question that uh, that you offered for for us. Were there any coincidences involved with your participation in this interview with me? Uh, yes, a great one. Because Lothar is suffering from a bad heal illness, uh, a illness that limits his um, relationship to the world, uh, with me, with everyone. And these last two years, uh, we were not, uh, we have not um, familiar familiarized. So, um, two weeks or one week before you contact me, I was thinking a lot of uh, this paper of quantum physics and Carl Gustav Jung that was written in 2013 and imagining that this was uh, one life uh, ago. Uh -huh. And uh, somehow my email... <laughs> brought me you <laughs> about talk because I don't talk about this issue of quantum physics and Carl Gustav Jung maybe three, four years ago. <laughs> My life has turned to an other other investigations and works. And it was interesting because I thought that um, this work uh, was, was everyone forgot about this paper, even even I. <laughs> and and uh, two days or three days after your invitation, I, I I talked with Lothar's wife, and I didn't talk with her maybe one one year ago. It was interesting because it um, reanimates our relationship uh, with Lothar. Oh wow. Um, I that happens sometimes with these the show that. Uh, I am uh, I am also known some by some people as Doctor Coincidence, <laughs> <laughs> and and I've I've, I've kind of like um, I've been putting Doctor Coincidence on hold. I did a couple of of uh, live shows here uh, featuring Doctor Coincidence and mm -hmm. coincidence stories and stuff, and I a couple of little videos um, mm -hmm. and. I, I, I'm writing now the explanation chapter for a textbook of coincidence studies, and uh, I, I've gotten more serious uh, and not, not so much playing around with Dr. Coincidence, who was also kind of serious. And I had uh, questions uh, that you're helping answer for me uh, just now. I'm asking you, but you're helping them answer. I, 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 I pay a lot of attention to Talar de Chardin, because he of the noosphere, his or noosphere idea um, mm -hmm. that that uh, out of the biosphere evolves this mental thing, this mental 
what I call a mental atmosphere, which I use mm -hmm. the term psychosphere for it. And, yes. um, and I'm, I'm writing about the psychosphere now and trying to understand how the psychosphere works, what's in it, because as Desjardins was saying, it's it's the product of human behavior and human thoughts, that our thoughts and behavior go out into the psychosphere and that we feed off the psychosphere, that it gives yeah. us ideas and gives us feelings. And I was caught up with the question of archetypes and and. and struggling with the concept of negative archetypes because they they I did not see much evidence of people talking about them. I certainly see evidence of them. And you have been helping me uh, realize particularly prejudice, tyranny, and ignorance as key negative archetypes. And I very much appreciate your being able to do that with me. So the coincidence of our talking is very timely for what I'm doing as well. Thank you. You activated this coincidence. <laughs> well, I, I activate, and that that. Now I'd like you to talk about this. We have about five minutes left, or four. That a lot of times uh, Jungians say that it's the archetypes are activated uh, or constellated is a term they often use. Mm -hmm. But I think human beings have a lot to do with making coincidences happen. Of course. Well, a lot of people don't think that. Um, if they think it's either random or it's God, or in, in Jungian terms, it's archetypes that, that make it happen. And uh, So please talk about what the human role in, some, in coincidences can be. For me, it's simple. It depends of the degree of the, the, the consciousness evolution of uh, each one of us. Uh, you talked a little bit earlier about the openness, I think, the yeah. openness that we have to have to be to have those archetypes activated. Because if I have lower instincts, if I see the world uh, with my lower instincts, I will be open to consumerism, to individualism, to exacerbated capitalism, to greedy to negative um, archetypes because I'm, I'm nearby them. If my consciousness is a little bit evoluted, um, I will still have negative archetypes nearby me, but they haven't the force of the lower instincts. They have the force of higher instincts. So um, the role of activating the, the archetypes uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's like the jack of leather uh, the jack of leather leather uh, has that forcing symbol where men and angels come and go to the heaven so heaven is a non-empirical reality heaven is the the domain of thoughts of feelings of and uh, our psyche goes to the non-empirical and activates archetypes, but archetypes come and come to uh, our material world and they activate without asking permission, you know. So there is um, an exchanging uh, dynamics between human mind and the archetypes. So uh, archetypes activate on their own sometimes, is that what I heard you say? 
Yes, I think so. I cannot talk about a, a predeterminism of life, of but um, those archetypes are also um, uh, landmarks that uh, no, they aren't landmarks. They activate landmarks that are essential to remembering us that our true path is to become a spiritual uh, being. So we are materializing spirituality, but we are also spiritualizing materiality. It's uh, dynamics, is, it's the allegory of the Philosopher's Stone that Jung taught. It's the, the medieval allegory. It's materializing the spirit and spiritualizing the, 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 the material. Very good, very interesting. Well, how has this been for you to have uh, have your paper reactivated? <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. But my motto of life is is the one that Joseph Campbell uh, says a lot in The Power of the Myth with Bill Myers. The ultimate aim of the quest must be neither release nor ecstasy for oneself, but the wisdom and the power to serve others that is my motto so when you revive the this paper with lotter you are reviving also this power to serve others because i think that knowledge is the best instrument to fight prejudice tyranny and ignorance wonderful wonderful uh Diogo, thank you very, very much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure to talk with you and activate the archetypes that you lived with with Lothar. Thank you. Um, you've been listening to Co Connecting with Coincidence. I'm your host, Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, on the Exxon Broadcast Network. We've been talking with Diogo Ponte. Mm -hmm.